In partnership with Paizo, the No Direction Network welcomes you to our PaizoCon Online 2020 seminar coverage. While you enjoy your PaizoCon Online 2020 seminar recordings, remember that these were recorded online and that some minor audio and connection issues are to be expected. Okay, uh, we'll get going into some uh, play by boast here. So just to kind of start off, I'm going to break this down into about three different sections here. And um, uh, some of the VOs, uh, please join in if I happen to miss anything. It looks like we have a few of them here with us. I am the uh, venture captain for play post online region here. Uh, Tyranius on the boards, otherwise I'm Derek Larson. Uh, looking in the channel here, it looks like we also have uh, VA Lyle. We also have our VL uh mike hallett and scrolling down through here yeah looks like those two have joined us here for it too so if i miss anything please chime on in hey okay so a few things about play by post i'm going to try and break this down into about three different sections some uh overall general information that kind of helps and we're going to go over all the lodges over uh um, a lot of the differences between them and then we're going to go down into a breakdown of the paizo website um, for the player side of the house and then at the end i'll go down through the gm portion of the house to where you can uh, show you how to build a table build a your uh, spreadsheets everything else like that link your maps so on and so forth. That way you guys can actually get a table going if you need to. And I'll be recording this, putting it up on YouTube to help out for future reference as well. So to start off, uh, play by post kind of started um, years before this with uh, play by email, you know, and it just kind of evolved into a forum setting that made it a little bit easier. Um, there's a lot of pros to it and there's some cons to it. So starting off with one of the cons, the pace in a play by post for some people can seem a little bit slow and it can be a hurdle for some folks. An average game for a scenario, a four hour block scenario can last about six weeks, but you get a far more deeply enriched role play with it. So I'm gonna link you to a lot of the online lodges. Um, that way you guys can kind of get a general feel of it. And I'll show you on my screen how to navigate them and everything. And what I mean by deeper role play is that if you interact with another player at another table and start going on about some of your background, a lot of times that can eat up about 10 minutes plus at a table and whatnot, and you're not really leading anywhere towards a scenario. You do that at a play-by-post, and you can continue that the entire game as long as you're pushing it forward, and the GM continues to push the game forward. Uh, you can enrich your story. You can, um, you know, how does seeing that big demon for the first time affect your character? You can dig deep into those internal aspects of your character that you don't normally get to. Uh, another thing you can do is... Uh, uh, so one of the main things that I want to hit on with uh, play by post, and I can't hit on this one enough, is when you're making a post, we have a thing called push posts. What push posts are is basically if you have, um, you know, when a GM interacts with you at a real life table, he asks you to make a role. What do you do with that role? What you do is you, uh, you know, you interacted a little bit at the table with a play by post. If you're interacting with another character, you don't get that the whole time. So what a push post is, anytime you make a post, please have some form of forward action with it that your character's doing to help progress the story forward. If you're just doing something uh, nonchalant, not pushing the story forward, it's not helping uh, the GM progress at all. He's just kind of at a standstill. Uh, let me go through my notes a little bit here. So I'll drag over the list of, and I'll link these in the chat as well, real quick. This is a list of all the play-by-post lodges and tips that you guys can go down through. Great guides. Uh, this I'll post in the link real quick, and then I'll drag it over to the desktop. Uh, it's right up above, and 
the text chat for play by post 101. Okay, so as you can see, uh, Paisal Lodges, we have it broken down into uh, Pathfinder Society 1E, 2E, and Castamere's Flaxseed Station is uh, Starfinder Society. Uh, the reason we have it broken down into three different lodges is we were going to combine 1E and 2E, but we felt there was going to be a lot of confusion uh, during recruitment during that process, and we wanted to try and alleviate that as much as possible. So these are the three links that lead right to those. We also have a uh, lodge on Mythweavers that Mike Halleck can probably expound a bit more on. Uh, we also have an RPG Geek Lodge that you can visit, as well as... Uh, couple different discords here. Uh, Cosmic Crit is mainly Starfinder, but they both sides do do a bit on uh, either side, Pathfinder and Starfinder. And as we go down through, I'll kind of come back to this to go over some uh, basic text formatting with you guys. Just down a little further is uh, a lot of great guides for reading material. Uh, Doomed Hero Guide to Play-By-Post is great to just kind of how to interact with other characters, how to interact with yourself, how to push the story forward. And then down below that is a few of the uh, Pain Lord's great guides as well. Uh, great reading material. Yep, and that's where I'm going to head to here. Uh, let me see if there's anything left to hit on on general notes here quick. Nope. Okay, so we'll go to one of the lodges here now. You drag over a screen. So this is going to go to that first link, the uh, Pathfinder Society 1E Lodge is what I'm going to end up going to here. So, all right, so this main page here, how you get to that from the uh, Paizo's front page, we'll click on that and I'll show you how to get right to that. So if you hover over my account, go to my profile, it'll lead right to that page. Here is your main profile page uh, that you have. Uh, it's just your main alias for the most part, your account. Uh, I'll go just go across the tabs here to help keep you straight. Aliases, this is where your, all your characters are going to be. So the top part is just your organized play characters, and it's literally broken down by um, Pathfinder 1E, uh, Starfinder, and then 2E. So and it's in order of what your character is set to. Down below that, you can also set some aliases. What aliases are, uh, find the top break here. Here we go, aliases. What aliases are are for uh, non-organized play characters. So if you're doing like an adventure path or a module or even uh, you want to build an animal companion or an Eidolon or something like that, you can set it up for that. And I'll kind of go through about setting up characters as well here when we go through it. Campaigns. When you uh, sign up for a game or a lodge, once you sign into the gameplay, it will show up in your campaign tab here. So at that point, this is all you should need to visit to have uh, to find your games real quick and easy without searching the entire forums for any new updates or anything. And as you can see, it'll show if there's a new post or anything. Um, I don't always trust that. Sometimes that ends up breaking or turning off, and you have to. I I, I tend to go through each each of my games one at a time just to make sure that it's actually showing. Uh, Posts just show all the posts that you've done throughout your this uh, profile. So you can click on any one of your um, characters and also go through their posts. You can also see threads that they are in, anything that you have favorited or anything anybody's favorited by you. Uh, next is reviews that you've done on any uh, any items in the store or any, on the uh, website. And then you can also visit your private messages as well, uh, PM anything. So with that, we will go down through and break down one of these uh, lodges. So here is the 1E Lodge. Okay, do you need me to go back and show some? Yep. Uh, yes, I am using OBS. Okay, so here is in the Lodge here. And this is kind of also what one of your games will end up looking like. So you'll have your campaign info, which will just have a lot of the uh, information for your campaign, as well as uh, you can. that's where you can set up a lot of your uh, initiative trackers, anything you don't want your players to see. I mean, they can still go in there, but it won't be on one of the main threads. 
uh, gameplay. Here's where we just have a lot of the uh, players while they're waiting for games. They like to continue role playing with each other. They can do that here in the gameplay thread. Uh, discussion thread. If anybody has certain specific questions lead into Pathfinder 1E, Pathfinder 2E, Starfinder, they can ask them right in those discussion threads. Uh, recruitment. That's where we tend to have a lot of the uh, people link their spreadsheets. And I will give you an example here real quick. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am brain farting his name right now. Um, Endless Forms started it up, and uh, he was huge into, uh, uh, he, he was a farmer. He did a lot of farming, and so a lot of these names kind of came up through there. Correct, yep. So we tried to build, each time uh, like Starfinder came out or Pathfinder 2E came out, we uh, tried to build off of that as a memorial almost, you know, to keep it going. So as, oh, sorry, go ahead. Correct. Yep. Yep. And as uh, as uh, Nivy Ram Rambadazzle said, a lot of Endless Forum's primary characters' names were Flaxseed. So he tried to build a small family with his characters, uh, offshoots of cousins, everything else, and a few other people also joined in with him on that. So as you can see here, here's what a uh, primary recruitment will look like. Uh, they'll open up a recruitment text saying what scenario they're going for, along with their sign-up sheet with a link to it. And what that'll do... So it'll end up leading to something like this to where care, uh, folks can all sign up for it. And you can, uh, it's a live document. So everybody can see who's all signing up for it at the same time, who's on what field. Uh, it's just straight into Google Docs there. So then you go back once that's filled. Um, there's a lot of different recruitments. So what a lot of people do is there's a first come first serve, whoever signed up first. Once you have six players or a legal table, they'll post in here to show uh, uh, which table they need to go to along with a link to the game gameplay thread so that folks can start to go to their tables and i'll show you how to build a table and uh link everything in here and all that here as we go along uh i'll try and do some of the stuff on on the other screen so that i don't spoil anything for you uh some of the main uh differences with play by post compared to um like a vtt or even a face-to-face -face game uh there's different ways that we have to help speed it up because there's a lot of things that can really slow down a play by post even more uh such as initiative blocks or dungeons or uh, uh even a simple door will just hang people up on who's going to go to it so there's a few things you can do um as a player to help out during a game and even GM. Uh, so a lot of things uh, deal with the march in order kind of right off the bat. What's kind of your main go-tos? Are you going to be the one opening the door? Um, what we usually expect on tables is about one post a day, one to two posts a day. Uh, and if you don't make a post within 24 hours, uh, you should let your GM know and just have like some form of basic stat block there. Uh, bot block so if you're not there and it's the middle of a combat this is what my character is usually going to do so that way the gm can help progress you forward by botting your character uh, another thing is i'll give you an example of an, an initiative block here this one tends to hang people up once in a while and confuse them so okay so here's kind of a basic initiative block um as you can see we got all the dice rolls right in there and i'll kind of show go through and I'll show you how to do that but the dice or the uh initiative block is we tend to run everybody at once so we'll roll, the GM will roll all of the initiative. That way you're not waiting on a whole day or two for players to roll their own initiatives just to start combat. Uh, so then at that point, what will happen is a lot of GMs, what they'll do is they'll do a couple things. They'll either do like a uh, good guys, uh, everybody bolded where it's blackened like this, or they'll, and a bad guys to, to let you know who's up, or they'll break it down by name like this and bold the names that are up. So if your name is bolded, you're up and can act. You don't have to wait for your turn. So uh, as you can see here, Tessinrin is, uh, he's first on the initiative, but he may be last to post. 
so he may be last to post. But what you can do is uh, everybody just posts it once, and then as the GM, you're going to take all of their information, compile it to how it works out for the party, how they would do it at a real table. And as you can see here, everybody posted but Venice. So what you can do is you can do a quick uh, another snapshot of everybody, uh, especially if an enemy dies or something. You can redirect an attack or let them know that, uh, you know, give them a quick snapshot on where they're at with one or two people still left to post. Tend to leave... Uh, save and throws to the players. There's, there's very little I roll for them outside of initiative, unless it's going to greatly affect that round, then I'll let them know. All right, let me go down through my notes here. Okay, so now I'll show like the player side on how to create a player here and and various ways to uh, input your, your character into the game itself. So to create a character on here, you're gonna go down to my organized play. If I didn't hold alt, it would stop doing that. <laughs> Sometimes it takes a little bit. Okay, so you're gonna you know scroll all the way down here, and you'll see uh, register new f uh, first edition. Uh, gonna, so you can have a first edition uh, new Starfinder, or even a second edition character, or a, uh, a uh, venture card society character that you can make. You're gonna click on that. Uh, we'll make we'll make a new second edition here. So you can name it. Pick your faction. You can uh, right here. You can pick a character image. And this part I tend to fill in here a little bit later. Um, you really only need about four lines, but you can fill it all out. The important part is this description section. So there's a few things you can do with this description section, because a lot of you probably already have characters built that you've used at real life tables or whatever, and you're just trying to figure out how to convert it over. So for those that use uh, Hero Lab, I'll show you that. I know not everybody does, but I'll show you alternatives as well. Okay, so I have Hero Lab open here. If you open up one of your characters, you can click on this little uh, gear over here, generate stat block. And what a lot of uh, Paizo uses is BB code. And I'll show you where you can find a lot of the codes for your dice rolls and everything else as well. So then all you have to do is copy to clipboard and you just copy it right in there. Oh, so it wants me to fill it all out, but I'll show you what it ends up doing here. Uh, find another character. So you'll just copy that into the description portion. And this is what it'll end up looking like. It'll it'll break down a lot of your your abilities and make it a little easier to read. So how you do this, as you can see, um, this looks a little different over here. This is just kind of a quick snapshot of your stats so that the GM knows uh, and other players kind of know, hey, what's your HP, AC, uh, your save and throws, perception modifier, anything important that the GM might need without having to click into every single uh, profile. And what that does is right here, so as you can see, it puts a little bar above below your character's name. And that'll show up in every game that, that that character posts in. So that way it's a quick snapshot for everybody to see without having to click through profiles over and over. So let me go into another one here. So that's how you create a character. Once that character's created, it'll show up on your alias tab. Or sorry, your, uh, your, yeah, your alias tab here. So that's how you create... Um, organized play characters. The alias characters down here are a little bit different and a, it's a little harder to get to. So I'll kind of go through that real quick, but otherwise it's the same core concept once you uh, start bu start building the character. So you're gonna go down to, let me open up another one on account settings here quick. You're gonna go down here to account settings. And then once I show this, I'll show you some alternatives that you can link in other characters like your real face-to-face -face characters or anything like that. So underneath my account, you're gonna have message board aliases. Um, as you can see, you can scroll down here, there should be a create new alias. Once you create new alias, same, same exact concept. Uh, you're just gonna choose a uh, image, a faction, submit changes, and at that point, it'll bring up that same profile page.
and it'll show up under the aliases down below. So say you want to build a new, uh, you don't have Hero Lab. You want to put a new character into there. So we do have templates out there that a lot of people can use. Uh, you can hand type all this stuff in if you want, but that's, that is a lot of work, especially if you're playing quite a few characters. Um, so what you can do is you can use Google Drive. You can take a, there's a lot of free apps out there that you can scan in your uh using your phone to scan in your sheets into Google Drive and save it there. And then you can link it right to your uh, character sheet here. So I will show you one of mine and how to link it. Uh, yes, uh, as Nivy said, you can your character's name is not set until you make your 10th post. Once you make your 10th post, you can no longer change your character's name again. So here I have one of my characters on Google Drive. I'm just going to go to share, right click, go to share. So as you can see, once I click that advance, it goes to anyone with link can view. The way you can change if you want somebody to edit stuff, which this will be good for maps later, is you can click that and go to editor. But for character sheets, anything like that, I tend to leave it on view. Uh, copy link. So uh, Paizo and as well as Mythweavers uses a uh, formatting called BB code. So the way you format your, your text here, it all looks complicated at first, but it's truly not. Once you go through your first play-by-post game, you'll get a handle on it. There's very few you're going to use. So with that, if you click on this how to format your text uh, little button right below each window, each time you have a, a text window, it'll be there. And it'll get to tell you exactly what you need to do to hit all these. So what I'm going to do now is use that link I just got from Google Drive to link my character using a URL. So to give you a few examples here, uh, say you want to, you know, we'll just kind of go down the list here. Uh, if you want to quote somebody, you're going to do brackets, quote equals their name. So you're going to close it off after their name. And then this is what you want to quote in between it. And then you're going to close it off with a uh, bracket slash quote to close it off. Um, and that is the same concept if you are using uh, bold, uh, slash through, if you're using uh, out of character, everything on here, spoilers, everything. So that is going to show a quote. B is for bold, and whatever you put in there is going to show it bolded. I know we end up putting uh, uh, exclamation marks around, not exclamation marks, but uh, uh, quotation marks around a lot of the uh, text anyways. And so people wonder why we do bold on a lot of it still. It just helps make it pop a little more. And another thing you can do to make sure you have it all right before you start, uh, before you hit submit and, and accept everything, is you can actually preview it first. And this may be a little better just to show in a uh, actual uh, gameplay thread here quick. Yep. Uh, another one to use. Uh, so you got your quote, you have your bold, and then you also have uh, italics. What italics are be is like something like your internal thoughts. And then one of the uh, important ones would be uh, some of your dice rules. So the way you would do that is uh, brackets dice equals. And then you're going to close that off with a bracket. I tend to put a lot of, if I have, so if my normal attack is just like 1d20 plus 10, uh, say somebody has Inspire Up or any other buffs, I tend to put those in there and separate everything out just so the GM knows exactly what's going into it. Because sometimes, say, your sneak, sneak attack or something doesn't apply into there. That way he doesn't have to read into too much at that point. And I'll hit preview to kind of show you what this looks like. Okay, so see at the top here, you have a quote. This is what the uh, quote said. That's why it's a little grayed out there. Uh, right below that is the bold. Right below that here is the italics. And then you have your dice roll. You can preview your dice rolls as much as you want. That way you don't have to make three posts, um, you know, one for your dice roll and one for what, you, what your reaction was or what happened. You can preview it. Your dice roll is not going to change. 
So that way you can uh, kind of go through all in one post. It makes it a little smoother, easier to read. And then you can click submit at that point once you're all free and clear and done and know that your formatting is good. So back to the URL. That one tends to get people a little bit. So for that, same concept, uh, brackets URL equals. And that is where your link is going to go. You're going you're gonna to paste your link into there. And then you're going to bracket that off to close it off. Once that is bracketed off, you can name that whatever you want. Um, so I'll just name it, say, character sheet for now. And then you're, and then you're going to close it off. So what this will do is it'll have the link in there, but the link will be named. It'll show up as the name character sheet, wherever it is. Okay, so as you can see here, I have a link now of character sheet. If I click that, that'll take me right to my character sheet that I have saved on Google Drive. That way it's quick access for the GM to look at if he needs to, if there's any info he needs to draw off of there, or uh, this is important for like uh, Pathfinder 2nd Edition with all those secret roles they have. That'll help immensely with that. Uh, another thing, uh, I'll show you how to navigate maps as we build them for the GM side. Uh, that way I don't accidentally spoil something for somebody. Uh, any questions on uh, the player side of the house? Anything uh, you guys want to see or want to know about? So for these to show up, for the lodges to show up on your uh, campaign tab, you need to go into the gameplay thread and just make a post in the gameplay thread. We call it dot and in. You can put a period um, and then submit a post. And what we tend to do is if it's something like that, we'll delete it after, but it's not too important on these. You're, what you're trying to do is you're just making a post in this gameplay thread so it shows up on your campaign tab. That way, when you go into your campaign uh, tab there, those will always be there. And you can always see if there's new posts in the recruitment, uh, look for new games that are recruiting at that point. That way you don't miss out on anything. All right, let's see if there's anything is missing there. Correct. Yep. All you need is your character sheet in there. Look in the recruitment and somebody will have, uh, once a game recruits, uh, a lot of people are a little hesitant to hop in on one at first, but just go ahead, hop in. Everybody here is very friendly and very helpful with any questions. They will help you get uh, your profile set up, whatever you need to do, uh, get your character sheet set up, and they will also uh, help get you through some posts and all that. And really, once you get through your first game, it's really not as uh, daunting as you initially would think it would be. Exactly. Yep. Uh, what's that? Yep, you'll need an organized play, and you get that at the same same spot, my organized play, where you created the character. That'll help you get that there. Okay, so let me open up Discord again. So uh, player side of the house, um, some of the differences between some of the lodges. We have, uh, like I said, Mythweavers is pretty close to being the same, as well as uh, RPG Geek. Uh, it's not too far off. Uh, RPG Geek is uh, little text boxes or little... Uh, Boxes you can turn on and off to make text bold or italic or anything else like that to help out with that. Um, Discord is a bit of a different, a little bit different with its formatting. Uh, let me open this up again here and I will show you a quick link to uh, a little cheat sheet that a lot of the community made. So here's a little cheat sheet for Discord. So you really only need to know a few things to get going on that. It's the same concept. Um, you're going to either link your character to the Paizo site on Discord, or you can just grab from Google Drive, throw your link to your character on there, so every, everybody's good to go. Um, but the formatting for your text is a little different. So to bold, you're going to use two asterisk symbols here on either side on what you want bolded. I know it's a little difficult to see. Uh, for italics, for internal thoughts, it's just one. So a little easier to understand, uh, just one or two. And then lastly, your dice rolls are just, everything's incorporated in just a bracket on either side to help it out. And there's usually bots that'll help with that, um, that they have installed on the uh, on those Discord servers. So it's not gonna work on, these rolls won't work on every server. If you were to create your own, you'd have to uh, attach the roll and bot, stuff like that. Uh, yes, so Discord, there is no preview of your roles. Once you hit 
uh, enter, it's it's rolling everything. Uh, even if your formatting's wrong, but you can go if your formatting's wrong, you can go back and edit some of that. But your dice rolls aren't gonna change because Rollum's already gonna roll them on a separate uh, post once they're posted there, and it won't it won't alter that. There's a lot of fancier stuff you can do with Discord, but um, use the KISS method. Keep it simple, stupid. It's uh, Keep it as simple first and just work your way up from there. There's always fancier stuff you can do on all these sites, but we'll keep it simple. Okay, so I'll show you the GM side here. Uh, how do you create a table? So I kind of showed you how to do a recruitment. You have, uh, you just go into the recruitment thread, do the URL to the link to your sign-up sheet. Player's going to sign up for it, and now you need them to have a table to go to. So the easiest way to do it for me is to go into one of the lodges here. Click on online campaigns right here. And here you'll see some sub forums. Uh, general discussion, recruitment, play by post, play by post discussion. I always end up clicking on play by post and add a new thread. Here's what your gameplay is going to be called. So uh, I'll just name it uh, test one here. I always leave a message dot in there. And then you can choose which one of your profiles you want to post as. Uh, whichever one you choose will generally at that point tend to show up at the top so that way you don't have to scroll through your entire list every single time you want to post so so next it'll ask you if you want to create a campaign for this thread yes you want to end up creating a campaign for it what this will do is this will open up a, an area where you can start to uh, link in your maps as well as your initiative trackers so we have the campaign info we have the gameplay now we need to open up a discussion on it so clear at the bottom of your list um, you can create a new thread that's going to create a new thread uh, discussion thread attached to that uh, campaign so in here i usually like to have them this is where they're going to end up putting all of their uh, player info 50 eh, 50 shot i always go to the wrong spot so i always have a little thing here that i can post into the discussion portion of it that way they can fill it out for their characters so you can fill out their chronicles that's what I end up putting into the uh, discussion portion. So now they can post in the discussion. Folks can post into the gameplay. And now you need to build their initiative tracker. So that way it's just a quick copy-paste for you instead of uh, every time a combat happens, you're trying to fill out a new, new uh, long string of dice rolls over and over again. So you're going to go to edit this campaign. You're going to have two main boxes here. This short box up here are items that will appear above your campaign like your that's where you want your tactical maps you, uh, if you're doing like an adventure path that's where your loot spreadsheet stuff like that'll go down here is a spot that won't show up unless you click on uh it, it'll show up kind of like a uh, character description box here I'll, I'll show you give you an example yeah there we go that's what happens once in a while that's why you uh, copy copy everything before you hit submit or pre or you preview as Lyle was saying all right we'll do this the hard way there we go so that's where it'll show up. So it'll just show up in a box over here. That way you can just copy paste it each time. That that box right there won't uh, roll your dice for you. So you can actually use it over and over again. Same with your character sheet. If you have a dice roll in there, you don't need to put an extra space or something goofy in it so that it shows the, uh, the BB code at all. It'll just keep your dice roll there for bottom purposes. The only places that it'll uh, format your BB code are in the gameplay and uh, recruitment and, and discussion threads. So now you have your initiative tracker up and now you need to be able to set up a map. So let me pull up uh, one that probably can't spoil anybody here, like confirmation quick. All right, once the computer gets done thinking here. Okay, so Google Drive, we use it for almost everything. Uh, same concept with maps. Uh, what we end up generally using are, uh, we used to use Google Drawings uh, a few years back, but Google Slides seems to work out a little bit easier for it. So click new. Google Slides. 
I tend to label these all a uh, tactical map, though it really doesn't matter what you uh, name it. And you can set some form of a, a background to it, a gray or black or, you know, a star field for Starfinder, anything else like that. So we'll drag over uh, the confirmation here and kind of show you a little bit of how to fancy up your slides. So there's a few things you can do to pull images from these to help out with your maps. Uh, I use Adobe for it. So what, what I can usually do is I can grab uh, images out of it or every uh, Windows computer comes with this snipping tool. If you go to your search engine down here, you can just type in snipping tool and it'll pop that up and you can also snip out an image with it as well. And that's completely free. So kind of show you both here, give you an example. Here's what snipping tool is. Uh, you got two modes that I end up using on it. Freeform and rectangle doesn't want to stay up when I hit alt. So when I hit the push to talk, you got freeform and rectangle. Freeform will let you snip uh, out how you want. Rectangle is just going to end up being a rectangle here. So I'll always end up grabbing the uh, cover sheet just to throw the cover sheet on there. And you can save that how you want and toss it on there. You can save it how you want and then you just drag it right onto it. Uh, if you have Adobe or another way to pull images from your uh, PDFs, you can just click on it, copy, and paste. And now you got Janeiro right on your slide there. Uh, the nice thing about doing this, um, snipping tool, the only bad thing about that is you're going to end up getting, uh, yes, uh, cover sheet may contain spoilers, so be careful of that. Um, the only thing bad about snipping tool is you're going to get the image as you see it. If you use a program like Adobe, uh, Foxit, something like that, when you click on these images to pull them off, it's just going to pull just the map and not the overlays that are on it. So it won't show traps. It won't show uh, PCs begin here. It won't show where the monsters are starting. So if they're traveling through a dungeon, that tends to help. Some of the earlier scenarios, some of the earlier scenarios um, didn't quite have those overlays. So you really don't have a whole lot of uh, control over that. It, you know, some of those will still show the trap, but you got to use the player's... Uh, have them just be honest on it, you know. If you want to add another slide to it, you just click this little plus button here. Sometimes you got to fix the layout back to blank. So now we have a map on here. Sometimes you may need to reformat uh, it so the squares end up square. And you can end up blowing it up as big as you want because some of these uh, end up getting a little small on the squares or whatnot. And players can see these on their phones. They can manipulate it from their phones so they can scroll all over. The only bad thing is they could accidentally move the map, but that's not a huge deal because you can always go back into, uh, if somebody moves, shifts the map or anything else like that, or moves a character goofy, or you need to see if somebody, uh, you know, provoked an attack of opportunity with their movement or anything like that. You can always go into your, your uh, version history, your changes here, and it'll show all, all changes that everybody's made to this document during that point. Yep, you can also make the map as your background image. Um, it's it's great for some of the smaller maps, some of the full page ones like this. Uh, sometimes your players will have to really zoom in to get to their tokens. But yes, if you set it as your background, um, they can't move the map at that point. So now you need to get monsters and players on here. Monsters are easy. I just end up Googling the monster and there's usually plenty of photos for them. Uh, so we'll just use Genera because she's a monster. So what I tend to do that with them is she's kind of huge right now. So I'll crop her down. Usually monsters, I'll crop into a, a circle and I'll color code them for the players for easy uh, distinction. So that way they can say, you know, if there's two right near them and they just attack something, they can say, hey, I'm attacking the red one, you know. So here's the cropping tool. You just crop her down and then here's a lot of your border colors. So if you just want to make her red and you can even increase the weight if it's kind of hard to see. So now it's very identifiable that there is a red enemy there and your players can zoom in and uh, check it out and everything too as well. So you can even uh, say you have a map that's very small, players are having a hard time seeing on their computer, they can just zoom into it as well. Uh, so now you need to grab your players images. 
So same concept. Um, so here's a, here's a gameplay thread right here on my campaign. Uh, if you go into that, I'm not going to show you the gameplay or discussion because I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, uh, but I will go into the players here. This will show all the players that are going on for it. Uh, so this is going to end up being their uh, profile name, and this is the character they're playing in that deal. So if, you're, if you want to draw all the images for your game off of that, you can just right-click their uh, profile picture here, copy image, go back to your map, and paste, Control-V. And you can do that with each of the characters at that point, and then you just shrink them down to the same size, and now all your characters are on the map as well. So now you want to link your map. File, Share. And same concept as your uh, character sheet that you were linking up. Except this time you're going to want your players to be able to edit it because you want them to be able to move their characters around. Change anyone with link, and instead of viewer, you're going to want it to be editor. Copy link. All right, so now you're at your, your game that you just created, your, your gameplay thread. You're going to want to, and campaign info here, go back to edit this campaign. And this time you're going to use the top block. So URL equals the URL that you just copied, the, uh, you're gonna bracket in, name it, URL. Save changes here, and see how this one shows at the very top of your page now. That will always be at the top of the page no matter which one of these uh, tabs they are, they're gonna be in. So that way they will always have access to their tactical map. And I tend to, every time I open up a game, I'll just open up the tactical map as well. That way I can uh, just click back and forth real quick instead of having to, uh, you know, I go down, read everything, see if there's something to do. And then I got to scroll all the way back to the top and uh, open up a map at that point. I just tend to open them both at the same time. So then you can make your posts, go down through, and GMs can see your, your tag or headers there. Any questions on uh, setting up threads or uh, games or recruiting or uh, characters or anything else like that? Correct. Um, just keep in mind with that, that if you are in a play-by-post, that character is locked in that play-by-post until it is completed, meaning you can't play that character at a face-to-face uh, uh, -face game until that one's finished. But um, I, I, you can play in multiple games at once with different characters. Um, just keep in mind that if you are starting a play-by-post, um, I would only start with one or two and kind of work your way up from there to uh, figure out where your sweet spot is because you don't want to overload yourself because um, six weeks can be a little while and you don't want to burn yourself out. Yep, sure can. And what's great about play-by-post is you can use your experiences from those, um, your internal monologues, your, you know, how that uh, demon's claws have maybe affected your character's psyche for a little while. You can bring that incorporated into your character to help for stronger character building um, to where face-to-face uh, -face table things seem to, hey, we need to move quick because we got to make time. We got to do this to make time. Uh, there's still a lot of uh, opportunities for role play there, but it's it's far deeper on a play-by-post. A lot of other characters will, you know, if you uh, feed them a little uh, tidbit of information, a lot of other characters will help feed off of that as well and, and help build off of that. Uh, we do offer there, even on the forums as well, there's a lot of different uh, venture paths and stuff that you wouldn't normally get to be able to do. Uh, play by post is a, it's, it's a great opportunity um, for like myself and a bunch of others. So basically uh, I don't have anybody around me that plays Pathfinder. I have no friendly local game stores that play it anywhere near me. Uh, friends, time zones never match up, anything else like that for online. And a lot of times you just can't get away for four hours at a block, four or five hours even just to sit down and play a game. Or even maybe you're horrible at public speaking or you just don't like to. Uh, this is great for that. You know, you, you can still play at that point. Oh, yes. Okay. Thanks, uh, Lyle. I will show that here. So you can also, so say you have a dungeon or anything else uh, like a building you don't want your players to see into. You can conceal portions of that on your map as well. 
So what I tend to do with that is I'll grab this shapes tool here. And there's plenty of shapes. I usually grab squares or whatever, uh, mainly just squares and resize them. So you can use that to cover up as a, another layer over um, buildings or anything else like that. Anything you don't want your players to see. Granted, they can still move it, check under it probably, but most people, 99.9% .9 of them are, are honest about it and aren't going to do anything. So, um, And if you have like an overlay issue to where, uh, uh, for an example, uh, say somebody lays down like a, an entangle spell or something like that. So you can make it transparent and red to show the outline of the spell. But as you can see, if I click on it, it's making it difficult to click on the character at that point. So if you hold control and hit your up-down arrows, it'll uh, move it up and down layers at that point. So now it is below my character's token layers, and I can move the characters all over it as I want. And there's also neat uh, little effects and everything else you can find using Google as well that you can toss in there, make it even fancier. But I'm just showing you guys the quick uh, down and dirty on it just to get games uh, going. And this actually gets you a long way on for play-by-post. Uh, that's about all I had to show you guys. Uh, if you had any questions or uh, wanted to know anything more, uh, go ahead and ask them. I, we can answer what we can here. So if there's a game you really want to play and it's not offered on the recruiting thread, you can go into uh, the recruiting thread and make a post asking if uh, there's any GMs out there willing to run it. And I'll, most of the time someone will bite and uh, end up running it for you. And there's still plenty of, uh, I want to say our last convention we did, there was a... Uh, uh, we're actually sitting at about 33% across uh, each of the formats, so Pathfinder 1, 2, and uh, Starfinder. We're sitting at pretty equal footing on all three of them still being ran heavily. Uh, we have about three cons a year, uh, usually in the late August, early September. We have game day con, just game day. Uh, and then in the f uh, fall time frame, a little after Christmas, we end up having a uh, uh, retro con or... Uh, this time we ended up doing a, a play discon where we actually just did everything on discord to try and get people a little more familiar with it and everything else for the upcoming events here and then uh we just got done with outpost three which is in the spring here yes we do we do tons of specials online um so we tend to try and do them for game day and outpost and then the RetroCon one, that's the one that just kind of hops back and forth, depending on what we are, end up doing. Uh, so RetroCon, we try and do some of the older specials, and we ran about uh, uh, two or three specials at the same time, um, uh, just smaller groups of them, so we can get the online community through them. Yes, GM slot trades are also a handy thing. Uh, if you find a GM to trade with you or a group to run up through some stuff, uh, you can uh, cycle GMs through as well. Uh, I've done both maps as a background and as a uh, um, not as a background, and it's very little I've had players accidentally move a map, and it's usually with the phone, um, people checking it out on their phone, they'll go to try and zoom in and not have two fingers on the screen and shift something a little bit, but it usually doesn't shift a whole lot, you know, it's just, it'll it'll toss stuff like, uh, here, I'll put Janera in a, in a square, you know, it, it'll tweak it just a, a little bit there, but you can usually go into your edit and figure it out. But I, I've set them both as background and, and not as a background. and I, I don't end up setting it as a background, but I, I don't have very many people mess with it. Oh, yep. That's that's the thing. If somebody does move it and you can't remember where back is, that's that's where you want to use that uh, last edit tool. Just It'll shift it right back to where it was. Oh, no, no, no. And, and that's kind of why I wanted to show this edit uh, button here, because, I mean, it doesn't even really look like a button or a hyperlink or anything, and a lot of people don't know about it. It's just so it's it's a handy tool. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed this and uh, maybe learned a little something on it. And uh, 
come over, visit us at the uh, Faisal Lodges here. We can uh, definitely get you going and really friendly family-like crowd. We can get you set up. We uh, Last I counted, um, this was a couple of years ago, I had counted everybody in just the Pathfinder 1E Lodge and we had well over, uh, I want to say we had well over 300 people in there. Yep. Oh yeah. And we also do have, uh, so on the pfschat.com, uh, that, that is the uh, org play um, discord server. There's also play by post sections in there that you can get into. Uh, one of the differences between uh, like say Paizo's uh, play by post and play by discord. Uh, I saw it in the chat here earlier. Uh, play by discord can be a little faster just because you're getting uh, ping notifications on your phone about it. Um, but it, I, to me, it wasn't like I've done, I've done both. Um, it can be a little faster, but it can also not be a little faster. Um, you know, it all depends on the speed of the GM. So with play by post, the GM is running a lot more of the train than he would normally be for, uh, uh a live table. So as I showed you in the initiative tracker here earlier, uh, let me pull it up here again. So on this tracker, uh, I tend to track their health and, uh, any, ailing effects that they have or anything, you know, uh, just to kind of help keep track of any buffs or boons. Cause when you're making one post a day and uh, you're going across a couple games, um, as a GM, you could lose track of, Oh, I forgot all about you had inspire courage up or anything else. So that's why I leave little trackers up to, uh, reminder notes for myself as well as the players, you know, and I'll also do, uh, say they have a buff going, I'll make another little line up here stating, you know, active buffs, inspire courage as a reminder for the players as well, because I mean, heck, even at real life tables you forget that inspire courage or something's going and you always need to remind people um starship combat we kind of generally hit the same thing a lot of it will go into a, a block type initiative um but you can generally uh you know uh like what i do is i'll roll both pilots at the same time uh their initiative and just to see who goes first that way you can set up the same type of block initiative here and you can bold who which uh roles are going first that way if people want to swap roles or anything else like that they can but like I, I break it down by name some people break it down by you know good guys are all bolded or you know since these guys are all grouped up together here like this i could really just say you know bad guys good guys and have them bolded um, but i like more information i like to be as transparent as possible on this and another thing too, uh, so a lot of times when you're using like your um, your scenarios, uh, folks will read from the scenarios, stuff like that at the real table. There you're copy pasting a lot of the uh, the text speech and everything else like that. And there's a lot of background in those scenarios that doesn't get to the players in a face-to-face -face table a, a lot of the time. You can actually throw that in, you know, uh, a lot more of that story to the players here in the play-by-post, but just make sure that you're just not copy-pasting the text. Make sure you read through it and you're formatting it out because a lot of it will say like the PCs will go to here, you know, delete out the PCs and, you know, type in the group or the star, Pathfinder, Starfinders or, you know, whatever they want to call their team. Format it to your players, you know, make it, make it personable to that group. Yes, and uh, say some character or, or you have like a weird rule or uh, uh, something people aren't familiar with, you can do a URL link to uh, Archive of, ne of Nethys and, uh, to that rule or something, you know. Uh, yeah, so let me go back to it here. I'll show you. So here's the Dead Sons uh, AP I uh, just finished up with. I'll show you kind of won't go into any spoilers or anything, but. As you can see, you know, I got tactical maps, uh, Starship Combat cheat sheet up here for them that has all the roles, um, their ships, stats, and then all of their loot. And cheat sheet's a little more than just, you know, they can mark down what their DC is for their ship, and that way they have it all figured out and ready to go. 
and all of the uh, the rules or items they can do. Because I don't know, I've I've done Starship how many times, and I still don't remember half of what what the actions are for the rules. I got to look at this every time. Yes, exactly. Benefit of play by post. Uh, if you're confused on a rule or some player throws you with a, the strangest curveball in the world, you have the time to sit there and and research and ask questions, and you can go to Discord and hey, what like what goes on with this and this, or you can search the forums for an answer for it and see what you know, see if you can find an FAQ or something. You have the time to do that, unlike a a face-to-face table where it's just, well, uh, this is what we're going to go with here. Yes. Uh, Yeah, so um, play-by-post is a... We got people from all over the world on it. So that's why we leave a one to two post over a 24-hour period because you're going to have uh, people from Australia, wherever else, that are going to be posting at night while you're sleeping and during the day. So um, that way it gives everybody time to post without leaving anybody behind, stuff like that. Um, if a GM disappears, we usually give it a week. Um, tell the players, you know, give it a week. If the if the GM doesn't show, let us know and we'll find you a backup GM. Uh, we'll go into the recruitment discussion thread, let, let the lodge know what has happened that a GM has had a real life issue or has disappeared or anything else like that and we usually have uh, quite a few people that want to just jump on it to help people out help help people finish it up uh, another thing that helps speed up play by post um, speaking of that is so say a, a decision needs to be made for on the player's behalf um, that can also slow down some games so what we tend to use is the rule of two once two players agree on a course of action the GM has a chance to go with it. That way you aren't waiting for full uh, full group to sit there and talk about it for three or four days. And you, you can usually get it in a few hours or a day, you know. And a lot, a lot of that is in Pain Lord's Guides. Um, so that link that I put in the text here or, or pinned in the text on uh, Discord earlier. Uh, if you go to Pain Lord's page, there's a, some, a lot of great reading in there on how to uh, better your posts, better your table and everything else. Help speed it up like that, the rule of two and so on and so forth. Uh, yep, there is some good Chrome extensions. Uh, there is the uh, Pezo campaign tools, which is kind of what I had set up here so you can organize your, your campaigns tab, your games on it. And there's also another extension called Lazarus, and I believe they changed the name of it here. Let me hover over it quick. So it's called Typeo Quick Access. Now, it was Lazarus. So what this does is, um, as you saw earlier when I was trying to set up the campaign, uh, if you wait, like, I don't know, it's, it's just a weird random time, 30 seconds or whatever, it'll error out like that sometimes. And a lot of times you can lose your post. Like, if you have a big, long post you did and you forgot to copy it or anything, it is gone. So what this Typeo type Quick Access extension does is no matter what you post, uh, if it gets lost or anything, you can click on that and you can pull up all of your last posts, no matter where you were at on it, and it'll bring it back from the dead for you. Oh, looks like we got some more questions in the text here. Uh, yes, so you can also type things up in another program like Notepad or a browser or anything else that doesn't uh, completely wipe all your text and then just copy-paste it over into this as well. Just make sure you preview before you submit so that way you know your formatting's all good. Any other questions? All right, then I won't uh, take up much more of your time. Hope you guys uh, learned a little bit. and Please visit us on the lodges here. The No Direction Network's PaizoCon Online 2020 seminar coverage was made possible by the No Direction Con team, consisting of Jefferson J. Thacker, also known as Param, Ryan Costello, Alexander Agunis, Vanessa Hoskins, Randall Meyer, Dustin Knight, and John Godin. Special thanks to Paizo's social media producer, Peyton Smith, and the entire Paizo staff. For more great Pathfinder, Starfinder, and other RPG news, reviews, podcasts, and blogs, check out NoDirectionPodcast.com.